Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find A Way Podcast with Dusty. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this particular episode, let's go over meal prepping, meal planning, which is essential, uh, especially on the journey itself. I think nutritionally, it's not to say that, you know, I have to meal prep in order to be successful, but there's been a lot of folks that have meal prepped and it has led to success. Now, the problem with uh, overuse of meal prep, uh, I'll say overuse is that if it's not something that you can naturally stick to over a long period of time, then it's going to become something that you do for a season, do for a moment, do for a time. And then when you're tired and you're kind of worn out of that process, you'll go back to old habits and old tendencies, um, old, you know, ways that led you to your top weight and kind of get right back to that regain, you know, loss, gain, loss, gain process. And so when we talk about meal prepping, I think instead of thinking of it in the way of a container and uh, bulk cooking, which you can do, but I think overall the meal prep uh, approach is um, something that we can do for our, our long, uh, our longevity and success long term on the journey. So th- this is what I mean. I, when I typically approach a meal, I'm going for the 30. I'm sorry, I'm going for the 60, 30, 10 rule. The 30, 30, I keep saying the 30 to start. The 60, the 30, the 10. 60% of what I uh, should be consuming in that particular meal and what I'm sitting down and having should be protein. Um, The 30% of what I'm having, uh, some sort of vegetable, some sort of, um, uh, it could be a leafy green. I personally prefer Brussels sprouts and asparagus. Um, it's pretty easy to um, make broccoli in our house and green beans, but I can't I can't stand green beans. It's just personal preference. And then uh, broccoli, it just, it, it gets like, like when I eat it, I just feel bleh. What I, I, it's not like so much the taste because I've, I could butter it up, of course, but it just doesn't sit well in my stomach. Um, and so I'm usually pretty preferential to Brussels sprouts and um, and asparagus, but it's not to say I have that all the time, but a good example of a vegetable would be that, but also a salad. Um, you know, these salads that I find at Sam's club and, um, sometimes Costco where it's these little, um, you know, smaller salads like the avocado ranch salad or the chipotle, you know, these little salads that come with a little kit. Typically when I'm looking at a meal that I'm having, the 60% roll is protein. That could be anything as far as a protein. Uh, shrimp, chicken, beef, wherever you're going to get your protein. You know, if you're talking about a, um, a vegetable protein, you're looking at more like the beans or tempeh or tofu, uh, something like that. But 60% of what I focus on when it comes to a meal is protein. Now the other side, 30% is the vegetable side. Uh, and then that remaining 10% is for the extra. So the extra could be anything from uh, fruits, and it's not saying I'm minimizing fruit, fruit's bad, but uh, typically I'm not having fruit with a meal. I mean, I could have tomatoes and that's considered a fruit, but you know, we'll kind of group that together with vegetables. But if I'm going to have something else that I don't typically have uh, that is something enjoyable. So say you have bread with your dinner. Now, oftentimes I am someone who historically gets the very large 60% portion of bread and then has 10% of protein and then mixes in some vegetables in there. When you're looking at building a meal and you're building that that meal that you're looking at, um, the the bread portion, the starches, 
um, the the high uh, sugary items, you know, the items that are not necessarily going to be beneficial for your journey and keeping you uh, at a maintenance, but are, are introduced in more of a balanced way, I would really utilize that as more of a 10% on the plate that you're having. So when you go to a restaurant, and honestly, this can apply going to a restaurant, this can apply uh, eating at, um, at dinner at your house, lunch on your lunch break at work, uh, meal prepping containers, Look at the meal prep containers that are being built. You know, oftentimes they are built around first that protein, that that ensuring of protein that's there. And then there's an introduction of vegetables. There is also an introduction of starches. Now, there is an influx of starches that I've seen on some meal prep containers, depending on what their goal is. You know, good friend, um, uh, Poro on uh, social media, he has an introduction of more starches because he's more into bodybuilding. So he has a lot more rice. When you're looking at building a meal, what has allowed me, and again, this could be different depending on, on who you are and what your goals are, but I've really seen success in someone who has come from the high fast food lifestyle, that's come from the very high, um, high consumption, high calorie, uh, someone who struggled with binge eating, someone who struggled with stress eating, and, and a lot of those things. Uh, meal structure, meal prep has really helped my mentality. And you know, when we talk about the, the mental side of this journey, that being the most important, mentally for me, checking off that list of I've, I'm getting what I enjoy, I'm not de depriving myself, starving myself, but I'm having things that I enjoy, but I'm also having it in a sensible way that I can enjoy the food that I'm having. So when we talk about protein, I mean, if your 60% is tri-tip, go after it. If it's steak, go after it. If it's shrimp, chicken, whatever it is, the 60% should be focused on protein. Now, we'll think about, say, something like fried chicken. You're going to get a lot of um, uh, protein from that. But also, consider that 10% possibly being the skin that's on top of that fried chicken, being that 10%. So having something like if you're gonna have uh, homemade fried chicken with some salad, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I wouldn't feel like I'm like starving myself, but it's, you know, hey, how many calories are in this fried chicken? Uh, that say that's a homemade fried chicken. You know, how many calories are in this salad? I, I'm willing to bet that you can put together fried chicken in a salad have it for a meal, stick it in between probably four to 450 calories. And if you're someone that needs to stick to like 15 to 1800, you're looking at having three meals of that and maybe a couple smaller snacks and still being at your calorie deficit goal. So that, that's what I'm talking like the meal prep side is putting together these combinations and these, uh, I wanted to say concoctions, but it's these combinations of meals that are going to help you be successful and not feel like it's a separate entity of being on a diet. Like at some point you're going to get burned out with what you're doing. If you're starting this whole new thing, I'm, I've said this before, I'm going on keto. I'm going on Weight Watchers. I'm going, I'm having the weight loss surgery. Like these all equally can be beneficial and you could do those, but it's getting into those, but also allowing those to be a long-term position for you on how you're going to get your nutrition. So if Weight Watchers, and you don't mind counting points and that's your thing, which I have a lot of friends on here that I've connected with that don't mind that at all and that that really helps them, well, that's fantastic. 
and incorporating something to where you can have meals that you enjoy, stick within the points that you need at your deficit or when you get to your maintenance, sticking at your points at your maintenance level. All of that is really, really good. But it's going into a meal with that mental, mental structure of, okay, let me look at my plate. Where am I getting my protein from? Okay, where's the 30% of vegetables? Because vegetables oftentimes can be very dense and can be very fiber rich. And when we talk about calorie, and when we talk about that satiation, that full feeling, it's coming from protein and fiber. And so if you are focusing on protein on your plates, and then you're focusing on fiber rich foods, and just simply researching or looking fiber rich foods, I mean, that right there is a recipe for success. And you're setting yourself up the right way. Now, when we talk about fast food, when we talk about going out to eat, I'm thinking about like a P.F. Chang's or a Cheesecake Factory. You know, looking at your menu and saying, oh, you know what, I've got a steak with the most restrictive plate. It's like, no, go into it saying, where's a meal that I'm really going to enjoy that's got a heavy focus on protein? Here's where I got in trouble oftentimes, and here's a great example, Olive Garden. I would go to Olive Garden, get the fettuccine Alfredo, and it's not like, you know, no, you can never get that. But here, here's where I overdid it. I, more often than not, went for a fettuccine Alfredo with a whole bunch of noodles, a whole bunch of sauce, and a couple of slivers of chicken. And it wasn't, I mean, I was overloading myself with everything but protein. I was just trickling a little bit on. It's going into the meal saying, you know what, I want to enjoy this meal, but I also want to get a good substantial amount of protein. It's getting the fettuccine Alfredo and adding chicken to it. Um, it, you know, it's mixing that chicken with the noodle and, and having a good approach at, you know, what you're going to have while enjoying it. it it's, it's having a structure. It's having a plan going in and, and it's gearing yourself up to have that mentality long term. Wherever you go, P.F. Chang's, whatever restaurant, you know, for the most part, I can't really say too much or advocate too much for fast food because there's not much in, the, in regards to fast food. I, it is rare that I go to fast food. And sometimes it's kind of like I just need a quick, um, uh, like protein. I'll, I'll get like a cheeseburger with no bun, something like that. Um, but I rarely go to fast food just because there's so many fillers and so much added stuff on there uh, that just doesn't benefit me. Like if I'm going to, like, here's a good example of something that I miss. You know, California In and Out was great. Uh, I'd get In and Out uh, like a number one or number two. And I know that that meal with, uh, like the burger itself was like three, three fifty. I'd get some fries. Uh, my meal would be five, five fifty. And if I'm at a maintenance of about twenty eight hundred, I can have that meal and enjoy it, but still not worry about gaining weight because, again, it's a numbers game. So, to kind of encourage you on this journey of building your meals and thinking about how to get those meals up to par to what's going to uh, land you in the more successful state, is really approaching a meal of okay, where am I getting my protein? 60% of my meals right now, what's allowing me to be successful right now currently, six years out, um, in about nine days, I'm coming about six years from uh, the start of my journey. So if I'm talking about you know my journey and what's keeping me maintained this long and focused on my goal of protein and maintaining and muscle mass building, uh, endurance for running, all the nutrition that I need, 60% of what I'm consuming is protein. 30% is the vegetables, and 10% is that extra stuff. And that extra stuff can be anything from fruit, your, your added you know, carbs in there, not added carbs, but like, 
like fried chicken, like the, the skin on it, that's going to be your fat, that's going to be, like if it's breaded, it's going to be your carbs. Um, and you're looking at a meal like fettuccine alfredo, you know, going heavy on the chicken and light on the noodles. I mean, making an approach like that, especially if you're losing weight and you're at a deficit. You know, if you're going to Olive Garden and you're in maintenance and you've got the room within your calorie maintenance range, say your calorie maintenance is 2,000 and you're sitting at Olive Garden, that thing's 800 calories, like, go after it, enjoy it. At the end of the day, it's, it's a numbers game. I mean, I know that the macros matter as far as prioritizing protein and um, helping that build and maintain lean muscle. But I mean, like, oh, I'm never gonna go sit down and eat at a restaurant. Like, no, that, that's not realistic. That's not long-term. You wanna be able to go out with your spouse and, and, and your significant other and, and go out and enjoy, um, you know, where you're going. But it's, it's all about focusing your structure on your goal. You know, what's my goal right now? I wanna lose weight. I want to lose weight and I want to focus on losing weight. Okay, in the process of me losing weight, I got to be at a deficit. It's a numbers game. What can I enjoy? Be at a deficit. How can I prioritize protein? Protein's going to lead to a higher, fuller feeling and a higher satiation, and so is fiber. So I'm going to desire food less with a higher protein and fiber intake. And then if you're at your maintenance, it's like, you know what? I, I really enjoy uh, Saturdays going out to eat with my spouse. I like you know, making this particular meal two times a week. Okay, great. Include those in your maintenance goal, but make sure you've got your numbers down. Like if you have the same meal and you have a go-to meal, say if you bake cookies, I mean, here's a great example of something that's part of the 10% is, you know, you're having a meal and you're like, okay, I'm gonna focus on my protein. I'm gonna get my vegetables in and I'm gonna have some cookies. I'm gonna have uh, a cookie, five cookies, three cookies, whatever it is. It's a numbers game, first of all, but there's your 10% right now, right there. Especially if you're in maintenance, um, that 10% is gonna be, matter because it's gonna lead to an overall balance. It's gonna lead to overall approach of, I'm not too restrictive. Um, if I'm not too restrictive, I'm not gonna wanna binge. Uh, I'm not cutting myself off and starving myself where my body's gonna be like wanting to unload and just have everything. It's finding that balance. And honestly, it's learning your body in a way that finds that balance that allows you to be successful. I mean, that that's still something that I have made a lot of progress with, and that's what's allowed me to last and, and maintain for years now, but it's still something I'm learning. You know, there I, I spoke on the last uh, episode about the different stresses that we encounter and how those different stresses are sometimes alleviated with food and how those... I got stressed at work, and then I got stressed family-wise. Like, there's different stresses that come. And so, dealing with those, I'm still learning. And we're all still learning. But I think that 60-30-10 rule has really helped me. And it's really something that I've been doing and have been doing. And I've seen success. And if it could potentially help you be successful, you know, might as well pass it on. Um, but I hope that structures your meals. If you're someone that meal preps and gets containers, you know, think about that 60-30-10 uh, rule. Uh, think about what's in there and um, try, to, try to stay away from that meal, that prep, that whatever it is, from it being an event and being something that is just part of what I do because I enjoy it. Because uh, if you do it and you enjoy it, you're going to stick to it. It's going to be a lot easier. So hoping this encourages you on your journey. Hope you're doing well. Thank you again to all the monthly supporters of the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast on a monthly basis, um, there is an option through anchor.fm. I think there's a couple different options of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month. Uh, so this word of the podcast goes a long way and I appreciate anyone who is currently supporting and uh, talk to you on the next episode. Take care.